This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our transfer news show. Joining you every single morning at 8 a.m. UK time. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Let's join the people in the chat box, see who's joined us. Kaiser, Stevie, Matt G, Paul. We've got Big O, we've got Jose, Manu, we've got Anukrit, AV, Wrath of Aries, MFB, Gary Pearson, Kevin, Paul Murphy. Uh, we've got Rich Carnu in the chat. Uh, Mr. Days, and good morning to the rest of you too. So I can't say good morning to everybody. There are still so many of you. Thank you so many, as always, for tuning in and uh, and making this part of your morning routine. Please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. And uh, yeah, we'll go through the news as we always do. <laughs> Bring on the what rolls? The drum rolls. I couldn't work out what that emoji was, Daz. I was my eyes must be deceiving me ridiculous stuff good morning to everybody in the chat box whose birthday is it someone's birthday today happy birthday john who's who's john which john there's lots of johns which john come on someone tell me whose birthday it is is it john mavrudis i bet it is john mavrudis in the chat it is indeed good morning to john hope you have a fantastic day mate everybody in the chat box be wishing john an absolutely fantastic day and i hope you enjoy uh what's to come in 2022 mate without further ado though let's kick on with today's news um the arsenal way of course please do go subscribe there'll be a show at 9 30 a.m i believe if my memory doesn't deceive me just let you know who's going to be on this morning it's not me but you still should be tuning in uh it's probably going to be bailey and chris are going to be joining you at 9 30 am this morning so make sure you join the boys over on the arsenal way in just over an hour's time but our first story and to be honest i've got a couple of moans that i've got to do i've got a couple of moans and then we'll go into the noose first moan i mean both moans are justified first moan sadio mane why on earth is this this guy not being sent off <laughs> time and time and time and time again Sadio Mane is punching people, elbowing people, forearming, smashing people in the face, and nothing is being done about it. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I find it ridiculous. It's no, it's not going to change because certain players get certain, let's say, niceties, and others just don't. If Granite Jacker does this, he's off. It's, just, it's as simple as that. If Granit Xhaka goes into a player with a forearm smash, just like Sadio Mane does, it's sent off. And I think Tommy Asu was also also experienced this this season as well from the same player. It's ridiculous. And I'm not going to linger on this story, but it's just a joke how Sadio Mane is not being sent off quite ridiculously. The second moan, um, I say it's a moan. It's 
it's justified, but it's also frustrating. Authorities are set to investigate crowd trouble at Manchester City's winner at Arsenal. You probably saw the pictures of the Arsenal crowd throwing objects at Rodri. I can't, you know, there's no justification. Uh, yes, he was winding up the, the fans, absolutely. And if Arsenal are punished, I'll, I'm not going to have any complaints about the fact that Arsenal... Um, aren't going to be punished. What I am going to say is that what I am going to say is that Aaron Ramsdale picked up and he didn't pick up all of this by the way. He picked up 17 quid's worth of coins that had been thrown at him during the Leeds game. So, can someone answer me the question why are Leeds United not being investigated for crowd trouble after our goalkeeper is being pelted with round metal? all throughout the game, of which amounts to at least £17. But as he described on that podcast with Ben Foster, he left far more than 17 quid on the pitch. It's, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. But I just find it ridiculous how Arsenal specifically are getting targeted with these things. And whilst I don't have a complaint about us being investigated for crowd trouble, I I don't agree with people throwing things at players. I never do. You shouldn't do it. You know, try and hold your own um, <laughs> dignity before you start throwing objects at other human beings. Yes, he's winding you up. I get it. And you want to do something, but throwing an object's not going to help. But I'm sorry, if we're getting investigated, why the hell are Leeds United not being investigated for what they did to Aaron Ramsdale? It's double standards is what it is. It's one rule for one and another rule for someone else. Anyway, let's kick on with the main transfer news of the day, nearly five minutes into the video. Eddie Nketiah looks like he's going to be moving to Germany if the latest reports are said to be true. Bayer Leverkusen are in talks with the players' agents to secure a pre-contract agreement that would see Nketiah move to the German side ahead of of the new season for free. There would, of course, always, as there is, be a compensation fee to Arsenal. We don't know how much that would be. It wouldn't be very much, but there is expected to be a compensation fee. I feel like this move is... It's interesting. It probably does hint that Patrick Schick is probably on his way out of the club in the summer because if Nketiah was looking at this, he'd go, well, I'm not starting over Patrick Schick. I'm going to be exactly in the same situation as I was playing for Arsenal. So... It makes me feel like Patrick Schick could be moving on. Is that a striker that Arsenal could go for? He's a very good striker. He'd be a very interesting option for Arsenal. Maybe that opens up an avenue for us. But Nketiah, pre-contract agreement by Leverkusen is being discussed. And so, fingers crossed, that's something that will get done sooner rather than later so we can kind of just get this one sorted and done and we know what's going on with it. It looks like he's not going to be leaving in January. That's what should be said. Uh, Regarding players that could be leaving in January, Philippe Coutinho. Now, reports have emerged that they have, Barcelona, have set Arsenal a deadline of Wednesday. Now, bearing in mind that the January transfer window has been open for three days and they're going to set a deadline of the 5th of January for Arsenal to kind of put up or shut up, I find that a bit of an odd report. Um... Because why would you set a deadline on the 5th of January? I get the idea of wanting to get the business done quickly, but the idea of putting a deadline on this deal so early on in the window is a bit strange. Uh, They may well have done that. I just find that a bit odd either way, whether it's true, whether it's not, it's still a bit strange to see them putting a deadline that early on the window. I don't want this to happen. I don't think it will happen. I think it's a ridiculous link from Fisher Hayes in the first place. I don't think it's something that's worth 
worrying about happening. Arsenal don't need Coutinho. We've got plenty of other players that are better. Smith-Rowe, I'd rather have playing the Coutinho. Erdegaard, I'd rather have playing the Coutinho. It makes no sense for us to do this deal. It's a Willian-esque signing, in my view. Expensive risk. It's so risky to even bring him in. And there are better players that we could even bring in in a similar position if we wanted to. No sense. No, no worries. Not for me. Um, now, this is the main story of the day that we need to go through. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and the striker conundrum that leads us through four players that we've got to talk about. Aubameyang, of course, as we know, has been linked with a number of clubs, including Barcelona, Juventus, and most recently, Newcastle United. Now, Newcastle United are actually closing in on a move for Kieran Trippier at the moment. They are looking to strengthen considerably in the January window to try and save themselves from relegation. And of course, they've got all this new financial weight behind them. And I think that there is also this kind of side to Newcastle that they're obviously very worried about what a relegation could do. And it's interesting because Tony Cascarino was speaking on TalkSport yesterday saying how he feels that Aubameyang would offer basically nothing to Newcastle. It wouldn't be a good signing for them. I do tend to agree. I don't think Aubameyang would be a good signing for Newcastle, which if it tells you anything about whether or not Arsenal should be looking to keep Aubameyang, the fact that I don't think that Aubameyang would be a good signing for Newcastle kind of tells you why on earth should we be looking to keep him at the club right now. It's not the type of striker that they need. He won't be in the mentality that they need for a relegation scrap. It makes no sense. The other club that were interested in Aubameyang, supposedly, is Juventus, a club that would create far more chances and it would you know, suit his mentality a lot more. Um, but the problem is, is that there are links to Mauro Icardi of PSG. The reason why Juventus are interested in Mauro Icardi of PSG and why they're interested in a striker whatsoever is because Alvaro Morata has now supposedly, according to Goal, agreed an 18-month contract with Barcelona. Yes, Alvaro Morata continues to stun the world by playing for absolutely every single major club on the planet, despite, in my view, not being that good. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he's going to end up playing for Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, Chelsea. I'd be, I'd be shocked if he doesn't rock up at Bayern Munich in a couple of years' time. But Morata's apparently agreed an 18-month deal with Barcelona uh, and set to, to move there. What that does for Arsenal is that it opens up the door for a Isaac move. Barcelona were the other main club interested in Alexander Isaac. Arsenal are said to be the other main club that have an interest in Alexander Isaac. And so any kind of competition from Barcelona, because of their agreement with Alvaro and Morata, opens up that route for the Gunners to move through to bring in the Swedish striker. He is one of a number of targets that Arsenal are obviously looking at ahead of a summer move. It's not, to me, I'd be, as I've said a number of times, I would be shocked if Alexander Izak or anyone of that calibre moves to Arsenal in January. But who knows? The, the window are unpredictable. Things can happen. We'll have to wait and see. But what it does mean is because Barca are looking at a move specifically for Morata, it is unlikely they will be able to afford and therefore go for Alexander Izak as well. But they need to agree a deal with Atletico Madrid, who I think want something in the region of 20-odd million quid to get rid of Morata, who they spent a lot of money on in the first place from, uh, I want to say it was Real Madrid because he was on loan at Juventus, or he went back to Juventus. Morata's career is a very confusing one. I don't really know how he does all of it. It's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, that's the story around those players. That's kind of the... 
the snakes and ladders, if you like, route through how Arsenal can end up getting Alexander Izak. But it is a positive news. Uh, it's positive news for Arsenal seeing Morata linked with uh, with Barcelona because it does open up that route through uh, for Alexander Izak to be an Arsenal player in the near future. Anyway, that does round off all of today's news, which means we move on to your questions in the chat box. So if you have a question in the chat box that you'd like to throw in, then please do, and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Okay, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Temi says, is Isaac that good? Um, he is pretty darn good, yes. Uh, he's a very good striker. He's improving all the time, still very young. He's still got a lot of his game to develop and improve. I was previously quite sceptical of his game, but I think that this year and the end of last season, he definitely has come on a lot, definitely improved a lot. His clinical finishing has improved so much more than it was at the start of last season. I think his athleticism, his physicality, his height is also something that would certainly appeal to the Gunners. And I think he's got one of those, he's one of those strikers with a very high ceiling. But I am looking to probably do, um, I'm just trying to think when the next time one of our 8am shows is going to be interrupted, which to be fair, isn't until, it's a long way away, actually. So, I don't think we're going to have to be concerned about missing an 8am show. But what I would say is that I'm look. actually, no, that's not true because if I go to Forest this week and it might be Sunday. So Sunday show this week may be a specific look at 8am on all four strikers. Isaac, Calvert-Lewin, Vlaovic and uh, Dominic Calvert. Have I said that? Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Isaac, uh, Jonathan David and Vlaovic. I was going to do a kind of a comparison because they're the four main strikers that we've been linked to. I know that people will be like, but what about this guy? What about this guy? But they are the four. You've got Jonathan David, you've got Vlaovic and Izak that the Athletic report at Arsenal's three main targets. And then you've got the Mirror reporting that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is the other one. So I thought it would be more beneficial for us to look at a comparison between all of them um, and see how they kind of stack up amongst each other. So I'm looking to do that probably on the day that I can't do the 8am show, which will probably be Sunday. Um, Wayne Hartley says, Douglas Louise is an interesting one. Yeah, Arsenal have, according to ESPN, added him to a list of central midfielders that they're interested in. Alongside Ollie Watkins, I wrote a piece about how sweet the revenge would be if we were to go in for their two best players after the whole Smith-Rowe debacle in the summer. But I do think there are better options out there than Ollie Watkins and Douglas Louise. I would be fine if we were said to be signing them. I think they are good signings to make, but I do think there are better options out there. But they could prove to be brilliant signings if we were to make them. Uh, Viraj says... Do you need help with putting the Bruno Guimaraes report together? <laughs> uh, I've got my French guy. Uh, everyone knows who that is. So we're all good for that, Virage. Das says, Tom, question. So Partey and El Nene are out. Should we play Laconga and Xhaka or Laconga and Patino in our FA Cup third round against Forest? I think Patino's got a good chance of starting this game because we've got uh, the Liverpool game on Thursday, Xhaka and uh, Laconga, I expect, to start that match. Um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles is still here um, so could play the Forest game if nothing is agreed by that point so Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Patino could arguably play against Forest I am expecting a bit of youth to be used in that game because we've got the Liverpool fixtures either side of that which I know it could really risk that FA Cup game and the FA Cup is more important than the League Cup 
I, w- I don't want to go too weak in that fixture, but I'm mindful of the fact that we've got Liverpool and then Spurs after the Forest game. It's a really difficult conundrum for Arteta to work out. And I mean, arguably the African Cup of Nations have come at the worst time because El Nenny, Pepe, uh, and uh, I mean, arguably Aubameyang are the depth options that we could have used in those games. But it isn't to be, and we're going to probably have to use and rely on a lot of our score depth. Fingers crossed, no more positive cases, but you can never be sure these days. Uh, let's scroll down. Wilson says, which midfielder do you prefer, Gimaraish or Sanchez? Gimaraish by a long, long, long way. Alfonso uh, Aquarius says, Aquarius says, we should just get a striker on loan to the end of the season. I agree with you. We should. It's not really a question. It's more of a statement, but I do agree with you. Um, Yosef says, do you think Tuchel will take Aubameyang? They love each other. Uh, Chelsea are lacking goals and the Lukaku bombshell. Will that be coined as selling to rivals? In my opinion, it would be great for us. I don't know. Uh, why give Aubameyang the motive to really stick it to Arsenal at Chelsea? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a little bit paranoid. Um but there's something about that deal that I wouldn't like. I don't like giving players to Chelsea. I'm not a fan of it. I hate Chelsea. The only only second to Spurs. They're a horrible, horrible club. And I just don't think that giving them a Bamiang is a good idea. Uh, is is my kind of view on that one. Uh, Jabu says, "What do you make? Uh, what would you make? Uh, or rather, what would make you happy? I can't read this morning. What would make you happier, Matthias Svanberg on a permanent now or Genie? A Svanberg, absolutely Svanberg, than a thirty-one-year-old Genie Wijnaldum takes Svanberg all day long, mate." Uh, Vishal says, "Happy New Year, Tom. Happy New Year, mate. Do you uh, do you think Isaac would suit us stylistically over someone like DCL or David?" Or David and DCO are two very different players. I think David is closer to that of Isaac than Calvert-Lewin. Uh, also, any news on the Gimaraish? The only news I have is that we were supposedly, according to Nicolo Shearer, in talks with the players' reps. That's all I know of, and that comes through that specific secondary source. So uh, nothing concrete on Gimaraish yet. We're still waiting, fingers crossed, that something happens in the next couple of weeks or so. Um would Isaac suit us more stylistically? Look, they've all got their they've all got their benefits. They've all got their styles. They've all got their pluses. They've all got their negatives. And I think when we do a full comparison of those players, you know, it will give us a better idea maybe of who is better suited to Arsenal. Um, and again, Jack, I think when we do that show on Sunday, it will most likely be on on Sunday will have a better idea of who is better suited to Arsenal. Uh, Drew says, if Leon have established a price tag of £35 million on Gimaraish, I feel we should swoop in and get him by this month because other major clubs are going to be sniffing around. Absolutely, I agree with you. Tristan says, if we get another centre midfielder, don't you think that would hinder Lukonga's progress? No. And we can't think like that, Tristan, because if we got the opportunity to sign someone better than Lukonga, you do it. We can't be little happy clappy trying to you know enable players to come through all the time we've got to be ruthless if we want to get back to where we want to be which is in the champions league if you can upgrade you upgrade it's it's as simple as that for me and i don't know why you wouldn't look to upgrade to be honest um let's go to shale who says after everton united and chelsea united oh hold on United uh, and City's 12th man on Sunday. I'm worried we've missed out on top four and Spurs will pip us. Tell me it's going to be okay. Look, I can't tell you it's going to be okay. (laughs) I'm as worried as you are about um, the idea of losing out on on top four 
the biggest thing for me is, you know, the biggest thing for me is talking about missing out on top six. That's always going to be the minimum expectation for this season. We absolutely cannot afford to miss out on top six. Top four, though, would be an amazing, amazing achievement this season, considering it would require us to overperform. It would require us to get to a level that we've not reached in a long, long time and a level that is not reflective of our squad quality in comparison to the other teams in the league. In my view, we had the fifth best squad. So to get fourth would be an overachievement and it would be a hell of an achievement to get into top four. But we'll wait and see if that turns out to be the case. But I can't tell you it's going to be okay because football is unpredictable and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, Manu says, did Fabrizio Romano actually say Erdegaard is the most underrated transfer this year? Madison who? Get in. Yeah. <laughs> Adam says, hi, Tom. I know we're pretty tired of the refereeing conversation, but on a broader perspective, I feel like we always get refereed like we are the away team. Look, again, I am very bored of this refereeing conversation. So I'm just going to say, yes, Adam <laughs> does. Says, which games does Gabriel miss? I think he just misses the EFL game. I thought it was the FA Cup game, but I'm pretty sure now it is the EFL game. According to Football London, who I was reading through their piece on it this morning, I'm pretty sure it is the EFL game. I thought that that for some reason didn't count because it's through a different, like it's a different cut, like it's a, uh, the organization that runs the Carabao Cup which is the EFL is slightly different whereas the FA and the Premier League it's kind of it's different but I thought it was that because I swear I remember players being able to play in the EFL Cup in the past and then miss the next league or FA Cup game I might be wrong but he will be available for Spurs so don't worry about that he will definitely be available for Spurs um Let's go to Aussie Guna, who says, Tom, is this a hot take or a dead shout? Prime Giroud would have been the perfect striker for our system. Prime Giroud. Perfect? No. Really good? Yes, arguably. I liked Olivier Giroud. I used the word liked because he went to that lot over in West London. Um, but I just think that... I think Olivier Giroud was always a player that had the ability to win your games. I think he had different characteristics that we kind of lack. And I think that he was brilliant at linking up play. And he would have been so good at doing that with Saka and Smithrow and Erdegaard and Martinelli. He would have been great with them, but we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, Alan says, are you confident to face Liverpool? Yes, I am. I, I'm always confident now as an Arsenal fan. That's something that Arteta and the coaching staff and this team have given me is confidence going into as many games as possible now this season because... I do feel like we can beat anyone on our day. And I think we've proven that. Um, Manu says, if you could pick one of Gravenberch, uh, De Catalao, or Timber, or Noah Lang, who would you go for? Gravenberch, without a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely Gravenberch. This kid is special. Uh, Half South African says, hey, Tom, dream three signs to take us to the next level. Uh, realistically, Dream realistically is that it's hard, isn't it? Dream signings, you're going to go for some silly players. Realistically, three signings that would take us to the next level. Um, Calvert Lewin, I do still believe to be an absolute top striker. I think his energy, his link up play is, is what he would do really well. I think he would take on the Arsenal mantle excellently, and I think he would be the perfect striker for us. But there are others. I mean, if you said we were getting Isaac or Jonathan David or Vlaovic. I'd be okay with it. I'd be very happy with it. Okay with signing those players. I'd be happy, very happy with signing those players. But I, th I like DCO a lot, and I think he would certainly add to this team. Gimaraish is the other player at centre midfield. And then the third position is tricky because, I mean, I look at the team and I'm like, hmm, 
we're pretty set for most positions on the pitch. I mean, maybe another centre midfielder. I'd argue we say a backup right back, to be honest. So your Lamptey's of this world's Matty Cash, possibly like someone that's going to really com- like compete with Tommy Asu. So maybe they're the three signings that we need. But I do think we're only two signings away from a really, really good starting eleven. But we'll wait and see. As Marom says, Tom, which one is better suited to the Arsenal midfield court, Gimaraish or Svanberg? Plus, do you think Izak is better for centre-forward since he played with Erdegaard before? To be fair, Erdegaard did play on the right of Izak, so it's it was slightly different then. But it's a good point. They did play together, did play well together. Maybe that's something that could go in Arsenal's favour. Um, but Gimaraish, I think, is absolutely perfect for what we want to do. I think he's great. I think he's direct. His passing's brilliant. His, like, his progression of the ball is really good. He's always forward-thinking. Uh, I would go for Gimaraish over him, absolutely. Let's go to Asensio. Yeah, Zoboslai, I could have said, absolutely. But uh, yeah, Zoboslai, always, always Zoboslai. Uh, any news on the Ruben Neves link? No, Alfonso. He looks like he's going to be staying at, uh, at Wolves. Uh, so there you go. Uh, number one lover says, uh, Tom, what about Amin Guiri uh, or Guiri? Uh, seems like an Arsenal signing. Don't know loads about him. I know that a lot of people are very keen on him. I do think there are better options, though. Um, and I say that as someone who's not seen loads of him. But when you start to build a picture up and you cover so many players, you kind of get your tiers of players. And just from kind of what you speak of and what you listen to and what you hear, I don't put him in the same bracket as some of the strikers we've been linked with yet. But he has got the potential to possibly be there one day. So maybe you should preemptively strike and sign him early. Um, John says, would Lamptey or Cash start ahead of Tommy? No, they wouldn't. And it's a point about competition. Would Nuno Tavares start against start over Tierney? No, but he has done because he's performed very well for a lot of the season when he has been called upon. So that's kind of the, the situation that you want to build, that healthy competition between players. Uh, Zana says, Tom, Abamyang to Chelsea, do you see it? No, I don't see it. Sorry. FBL captain says, do you think our squad is deep enough for the AFCON period? I mean, goalkeeper, we're fine because we've not got to worry about that. We've got to worry about the forward line and the midfield. Do I think the midfield is deep enough? No, we have to sign someone. We absolutely should be signing one in early part of this January period as quickly as possible because we have not got enough squad depth in this team yet to cover the midfield. And so, no, is the answer to your question. In midfield, we don't. In the forward line, we do. But we do not in this position of the field. We just don't have enough. Um, Adiemi says, Salah Romane, not Arsenal's problem. Arsenal must learn how to curtail Robertson at left-back and Alex uh, at right-back. Both left-back and right-back empowers Liverpool attacks against Arsenal more than any other team. It's a very, very good point, and that's usually where their their chances come from. Um, I'm thinking, will they, be, will they play in that game? Because you think they would do. I know they've only just played Chelsea, but they've got Shrewsbury at the weekend. I feel like they'll play their, a strong side on Thursday, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Gnabry or Zoboslai? Oh, that's a good question. Probably Gnabry, to be fair. I think it makes the most sense. He's going to be the one that gives you more guaranteed quality immediately and still can go for many, many more years. Uh, Chinono says, uh, unusual signing, Thomas Lamar. One and a half years left on his contract, can play centre forward or a good dribbling midfielder right now in Atletico, uh, wide in Atletico. Um, Not for me. Sorry, I just don't think that he is the right one. Um, 
Mr. Harrison Carnaby says, because we have Champions League next year, maybe we can sign the players we need because we have that. Yes, have Champions League. Oh, fingers crossed. I, I cannot put into words how much of an achievement it is for Arsenal to get top four this season. Like to, to, For Arsenal to get into that competition and what it would do to this team and what it would enable Arsenal to do in the window, fingers crossed, and to take us to that next step, it would make next season so, so exciting. I just long for the Champions League. I just need to hear that anthem again in my life as an Arsenal fan. It's been so, it feels like such an eternity since we were in it. And we've had so many chances to get there and failed. The Europa League final against Chelsea, the Champions League places in that season under Uno Emery, where Emery just chucked it away chucked away the chance to get in the Champions League through the league because he wanted to win the competition and rotated so stupidly against Palace and Brighton and these teams and just blew it. And then Arteta with Villarreal, Arteta with uh, Olympiacos. We really threw away some big chances those years to to win the Europa League again. Um, I would have backed us to beat United in the final. I just don't know why we did what we did against Villarreal. It made no, it made absolutely no sense at all. But uh, we have a much better team now, and fingers crossed that's what's going to carry us to the next stage. Um, are you surprised more teams aren't coming in for Leno? Says Scotty. To be honest, Scotty, there is an element of us not knowing how many teams are coming in. It's not one of the big kind of stories that's getting a lot of coverage. I think Arsenal have pretty much said, though, that he's here until the summer and he's not going to be sold in January because if Ramsdale gets injured, we are going to need him. So I don't think they're going to look to sell him until the summer. Even then, I think he's got a year or two years left on his deal. So I think that they'll be able to sell him in the summer if he wants to leave for a decent fee. Uh, no sleep says, I hope Arsenal don't give Roma a buy option on Maitland-Niles. Watch Mourinho turn him into prime Kante. I mean, it's not gone amazingly well for Mourinho at Roma. I don't think he would necessarily turn him into prime Kante. Even Abraham's been okay, but he's not been brilliant for Roma. He's been very decent. But I don't think Mourinho has it in him anymore to convert players into to brilliant players. I think he just gets what he can from the players that are around him. I don't rate him as a coach anymore, and I think his time in the sun is is done and finished. Kevin says, Arsenal to sign in January to push for a Champions League or take their time to gain a solid signing. I think they will look to be a bit conservative. I don't think they're going to spend money for the sake of spending money. I think they may bring someone in on loan, possibly, to try and cover some midfield because they can't get their kind of their main number one or their number two signing. I think that's what they'll look to do. But uh, I hope that we sign players because we need them. We need a midfielder. We arguably need a striker. We need to bring in at least one or two players if we want to keep our top four chaser. Because we know teams like Spurs under Conte are going to strengthen. They are going to look to sign players this January. So we cannot afford to allow them to open up a gap or close the gap or whatever. Uh, Jabu says, Tom, there's potentially two Champions League spots available, third and fourth. Is this something to sell uh, to possible signings in January? Yeah, I think the fact that we're in a race with the top four is definitely something we can sell to possible signings. So lads, preferred midfield against Spurs, maybe Ben White. No, thank you. No, 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 no. We don't need to experiment in midfield in a game of that importance. Xhaka and Lokonga, they're the two you start. There's there's no other argument for me. It's Xhaka and Lokonga against Spurs, unless we've made a signing by that point, which I doubt that we will have. It's it's those two. Um, which isn't the best because I, I have my doubts about Xhaka as always, and Lokonga's not played in a long time, but it has to be those two. 
Uh, Arsenal legends, Tom, hope you're well. Hope you're well too, mate. Uh, do you think the links to Isaac will come to truth uh, or should we take it with a pinch of salt? Look, I think Arsenal are interested. There is absolutely no doubt. I think the agreement of Morata to Barcelona, according to Goal, definitely opens up Arsenal's chances of signing Isaac even more and puts us at the front of the queue because we're very interested. But, you know, I think that we have to take every link bar confirmations with an absolute pinch of salt always and you shouldn't get your hopes up like you shouldn't if you, as soon as you get your hopes up about a player coming you're setting yourself up for disappointment expect to be disappointed and then you won't be you just need to play these by ear follow the stories we'll be keeping you up to date with everything that's of course going on and with all the rumors and all the stories and trying to make sense of them and giving you my view of how real i think they are I think Arsenal are interested in in Isaac. That's everything. Everything you hear gives you that impression, but it does not mean that we're going to be getting him. It just means that the club are seeing him as a number of options that they could look to sign. I know it's frustrating not getting clarification. That's just the way that football is. Um, it's just the way that it goes, unfortunately. But uh, fingers crossed Arsenal are going to get in a striker. We know that they're going to sign a striker in the next eight months. That's pretty much a given. It's probably one of the few guarantees we can give you is that they're going to look to sign a striker in the next eight to nine months. Fingers crossed they get the right one because that's that's the most important thing. <laughs> Don't be excited, says Tom. Um, no, I think you've got reason to be very, very, you know, I've got, I think you've got reason to be excited about the potential for us to sign a really good player but don't get your hopes up on anyone specific because you're going to get let down nine times out of ten. The likelihood of us getting the exact player that you want, as I've learned with Zoboslai, you know, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So just chill. <laughs> just chill on all of it. Anyway, I'm looking forward to bringing you some more content. There could be another show today before the evening. I'm actually, I've managed uh, to lock in with uh, with Shaheen and Lev, fingers crossed for the Arsenal Lounge. It's, a, it's an earlier recording um, at six o'clock tonight. So I'm looking forward to joining Lev uh, at six and Mo. Uh, so do uh, tune in to the Arsenal Lounge tonight at six. There'll be more moaning about decisions. There'll be more positivity about our performances. Um, and also, I look forward to hopefully bringing you a chat with Clive because I keep knocking on Clive's door. And he's probably watching because he loves these morning shows. I'm going to wear him down and we're going to get him on and we're going to do a whole show chatting about all of the transfer targets that we had. We're going to go through Isaac and Vlaovic and Calvert-Lewin and Bruno Gimaraes and his favourite player in the world, Sergino Dest. We're going to go through as many transfer targets that Arsenal have as possible, discuss them and talk about them and give our feelings on each one and whether or not we would like to sign them. So uh, that's what I want to do. Zana says, Harry Clark is joining Hibernian. Is that true? Harry, I mean, thanks for the breaking news, if that's the case. Let's have a look. Is Harry Clark joining uh, Arsenal defender Harry Clark, who has spent the first half of the 2021-22 season alone at Ross County, will join Hibernian for the rest of the season. Thank you, Zander, for pointing that out to me. Uh, did not see that. So uh, some really positive news. That's a bit of a step up, I think. Let's have a look. Scottish Premiership table. Uh, Hibs are currently fifth in the league. Ross County were tenth. I think that's a really good step up for the last. That proves kind of how well he's doing. Um, for Ross County and now he's making that next step up so good news for him um, is it a permanent deal is it a permanent deal it says for the rest of the season so it doesn't look like a permanent deal from the looks of things but uh, close to, oh to be fair this person says he's close to buying 
Harry Clark linked. Oh no. Uh, Harry Clark set to join Hibs and cut short Ross County loan deal. Uh, let's have a look. It was reported by the Scottish Sun, although it isn't confirmed whether this move will be a loan or a permanent switch. Okay, so we're still waiting for confirmation on whether or not it's permanent. Um, but, uh, I mean, if it's permanent, <laughs> Manu, do we need to tweet Clive? I mean, oh, let's, you know, I know I know the TGT minions that we can go out and tweet him, but I would say Jill. It's not a Drew situation. I know that worked with Drew, but it's not a Drew situation, but we'll wait. But in regards to uh, Harry Clark, he's out of contract in the summer, says Zander. You see, this is why I have such good people in my chat box and such good members, because they know their stuff. Um, but uh, hopefully we can get a good deal in that case. I doubt it'd be very much. We let McGuinness go for nothing, so maybe we'll end up letting Harry Clark go. But he's had a very good six months, so maybe we can get something for him. Um, there we go. Now, Zander, all you need to do is tell us that we're signing Calvert-Lewin and we'll have a happy day. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, as always. I hope you have a fantastic day. Hopefully, it won't be the last you see of me today. Um, if it is, though, obviously, I'll join you tomorrow morning again at 8 a.m. to give you the next update regarding all the latest Arsenal transfer news and we can discuss it. Do drop a like on the video before you go. If you haven't done so already, it takes you a second to do. really gives us support and helps the channel. And we also hit 20,000 followers on Twitter, uh, which is great. So thank you for everyone that does follow us over on the plagued website that Twitter is. Um, and you can follow us at the Guna Talk TV and you can follow myself at Tom Cantor Media and you can keep up to date with all of my written work at football.london. I will see you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.